0: Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com give.
1: We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives.
2: We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you.
1: That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. Caroline sent she yeah she was going to do this one. This is a fun little one, isn't it? Let's talk about this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll, We've cool, talked cool, about cool, Romans right. before. Now we're good talking about Romans again. Last time we
2: have a big topic. Don't know if I Romans. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you heard about this
1: before. There's this thing that's been going around about you. Know, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Apparently, on this podcast, quite often. So there you go.
0: <laughs> At least a couple of episodes a year,
1: right? Yeah. All right, I give in. I'm thinking about the Roman Empire right now. The topic for this one, and I'd like to encourage people to read this article because it's fascinating, and mm, there are some links that go mm, even further. Definitely. It says mm. AI reads text from ancient Herculaneum scroll for the first time machine learning technique reveals Greek words in CT scan of rolled up papyrus. Now, this was a project to try and read ancient writing on scrolls that were and so on from a city called Herculaneum, which was also destroyed by the the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in AD 79. I hope I got the date right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that was a big eruption. I thought it was Pompeii. Pompeii is the prominent one that we know of. But Herculaneum yeah. is another city that was affected by this. So wow. they've got these wow. scrolls that are burnt and charred, and you can't open them if you open them. Oh, I don't know what to say. Just fragments, yeah. yeah. So they're saying, can, can we read them? So here's what happened. A 21-year-old computer science student won a global contest to read the first text inside a carbonized scroll from the Roman city of Herculaneum. Which had been unreadable since a volcanic eruption in 1879, the same one that buried Pompeii. The breakthrough could open hundreds of texts from from the only intact library to survive from this from Greco-Roman antiquity. So the person was Luke Farrita from the University of Nebraska Lincoln. He developed machine learning algorithms that detected Greek letters on several lines of the rolled-up papyrus. And included mm. the letters which made the word "porphyrus," yeah? Which means yep, purple. purple. Yep, okay, yep, the yep. word purple. I'll say more about that later. He used subtle, small-scale differences in surface te- texture to train his neural network to highlight the ink. This sounds a bit like a wow. metadata, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So he says, when I first saw the first image, I was shocked. All right? And this is, oh, sorry, this wasn't him. This was now Fred Federica Nicolati, who is a paperologist in the University of Naples in Italy, and who saw Farrita's findings about this. She said, it was such a dream. Now I can actually see something from inside of a scroll. There were wow. hundreds of scrolls yeah, that were buried by Mount Vesuvius on the, in 1879. Mm. The eruption left Herculaneum under 20 meters of volcanic ash. Early attempts wow. to open the, yeah, the paper, created a mess of fragments. Scholars feared that the remains could never be unrolled or read. These are such crazy objects, she said. They're all crumpled and crushed. So they started the Vesuvius Challenge, it's called, all right? Thank okay. yeah. Four scrolls, one AI, two competitors. <laughs> yes. Only one will come out on top.
0: <laughs> Who up. will win the Vesuvius challenge? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Nah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Vos- no, it's a bit more nerdy than that. Sorry. But the Vesuvius well, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but it is it's an unbelievable, um, oh, well, machines have been used. Oh, wow. They offered a series of rewards which leads to the main prize of 700000 US dollars, which is over, which should be close to Oh, yes, please. Australian. Yeah, <laughs> and this is for... So the $700,000 will be for reading four or more passages from a rolled-up scroll. Mm. On October wow, 12th, okay. the day after my wife's birthday, I have to mention, the organizers, <laughs> they announced that Farisa won the first letters prize of $40,000 because he was able to use AI to read more than 10 characters in a four-square-centimeter area of papyrus. Now, Yusuf mm, Nader, yeah, a graduate student Yusuf. at Free yep. University of Berlin, he won $10,000 for coming second, which is a decent prize. The $10,000 US dollars will mm. do pretty well, so it's pretty good. To see the letters is extremely exciting, says Thea Somerschild, a historian of the ancient Greek and Rome at the Caffucari oh, University in Venice in Italy. The scrolls were discovered in the 18th century when workmen came across the remains of a luxury villa that might have belonged to the family of Julius Caesar's father-in-law. In, so his father-in-law, sorry, yeah. Oh, Julius was father-in-law in place. Yep. <laughs> wow. Hail Caesar's father-in-law. Deciphering oh, no. <laughs> the papyri, Shield <laughs> says it could revolutionise our knowledge of ancient history and literature. Mm. More mm. classical texts known today are the results of repeated copying by scribes over centuries, but now we yeah, have possible correct. originals instead. So it's very exciting for them. To possibly be able to decipher and read things that have come directly from the authors. So no no secondhand sources. This could be first hand sources that being able to translate.
2: Like the first on like a, like an original printing. Oh well not printing, but as you do I mean
1: just yeah. writing. The first way was to copy wow. scrolls, right? If you wanted to make a copy of it. Exactly. No, no photocopy. Yeah. So it says until now, researchers were able to study only the open fragments. A few Latin works have been identified. Most of these contain Greek texts relating to their Epicurean school of philosophy. There are parts of On Nature by Epicurus himself. There's also works by a little-known philosopher named Philodemus on topics such as vices, music, rhetoric, and death, which sounds oh, like wow. Sunday afternoon reading.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: so what are you reading today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my bag, baby. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. But some philosophies on those. It's been suggested Mm, that this library might have been his working collection as well. But more than 600 scrolls, mostly held in the National Library in Naples, with a handful in the United Kingdom and France, remain intact and unopened. And more could still be found in the lower floors of the villa, which have yet to be excavated. Yeah, this This is his father in
2: law's place. Yeah, that's right.
1: Wow. Yep. Seals and his team, which I like to call his seals team, but anyway, oh. spent years. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yep, yep. Find that scroll. Yeah, yep. they spent years developing methods to virtually unwrap the vanishing thin layers using CT scans. Mm, CT scans, mm. and to visualise them as a series of flat images. In 2016, yes. he yeah. reported using the technique to read a charred scroll from <laughs> En Gedi in Israel. I've been there, by the way. I just want to say that revealing. <laughs> yeah, actually, there. All right. Revealing sections of the Book of Leviticus. Part of the Jewish Torah oh, Wow. the Christian Old Testament. So there you go, even the Bible. And these, this was written in the 3rd or 4th century AD, this particular Mm-mm. scroll that they were, they were unrolling. But the ink on the Engedi scroll contains metal, so it glows brightly in a CT scan. The Herculaneum scrolls, however, are carbon-based. Yeah. So they're essentially a mix of charcoal and water to make the ink. So the same density scans that it sits on don't show up as well. So Steele's realized that with no difference in brightness, the CT scan might capture tiny differences in texture that can distinguish areas of papyrus coated with ink. To prove it, he trained an artificial network to read letters uh, in X-ray images of open Herculaneum fragments. Then in 2019, he carried uh, two intact scrolls from the Institut de France in Paris to the Diamond Light Source a synchrotron x-ray facility near Oxford, see how extensive this is, to scan them at the (laughs) highest resolution yet. Reading intact scrolls was still a huge risk, however, so the team released all of its scans and codes to the public and launched the Vesuvius Challenge. And he says, (laughs) we all agreed we would rather get to reading what's inside sooner than try to hoard everything for ourselves. Hoard everything. Yeah, which is quite Okay, okay. This takes us back to Farata who won the 40,000 prize for the set of letters together. He had always been interested in history and he taught himself Latin as a child. So he got involved early on. When the challenge was announced, 1,500 teams were soon established and discussing and collaborating. And guess where they were collaborating, Lito? On Discord. (laughs) (laughs) So they were all teams using Discord to collaborate together. So Farah had a go at this. And so the SEAL's team discovered what they called Crackle, right? Now, Crackle is more prominent ink that kind of sticks out on the page. And this is what okay. a character then okay. started to focus on and started looking for further hints of letters. Now, I love this. Listen to this story. On one evening in August, he was at a party, a typical young student in his studio, right? When he received an alert that a fresh segment had been released. So the, the team released a segment. He's like, oh, I've got to get on to this. And this one had particularly prominent Crackle. So he connected through his phone, ran the remains with his algorithm, so he did it on his phone. Then, an hour later, he was walking home. He pulled out his phone and saw five letters on the screen, and he said, I was jumping up and down. Oh my goodness, this is actually going to work. From there, (laughs) it took days for him to refine his model, and then he identified 10 letters required to win the prize. There's a picture of that, the word meaning purple. So he found, papyrologists were excited too, the word purple has not yet been read in the open Herculaneum scrolls. So only in this rolled up scroll did they find this word to start with. So purple mm. dye, and in fact, Jimmy Aikens talked about this several times in other podcasts as well. Purple dye was highly sought after in ancient Rome. It was made from the right. glands of sea snails. So the term could refer to the purple color of robes, the rank of people and who could afford dye, or even the mollusks themselves. But more important than the individual word is the reading of anything at all. The advance, Nicolardi says, gives us potentially the possibility to recover the text of the whole scroll. Yeah, including yeah the what title so, yeah. and the author. Yeah, so that the works can be identified and dated. So it finishes with this conclusion Yanis Asale, a staff research scientist at Google DeepMind in London, describes the Vesuvius Challenge as unique and inspirational. It's part of a broader shift, he notes, in which artificial intelligence is increasingly aiding the study of ancient texts. Last year, for example, a Sale and Summer Shield, who I mentioned before, released an artificial intelligence tool called Ithaca, and there's a link in this article to uh, more detail about Ithaca. It's designed to help scholars glean the dates and origins of unidentified ancient Greek inscriptions and make suggestions for texts to fill any gaps. It now receives hundreds of queries per week, And similar efforts are being applied to languages from Korean to Akkadian, which was used in ancient Mesopotamia. And Mesopotamia is the cradle of civilization in many ways, right? It was a very advanced and advanced for its time, ancient civilization. Also very fascinating to read about, I should tell, by the way. Seals, who started this, this Vesuvius challenge, hopes that machine learning will open up what he calls the Invisible Library. This refers mm. to texts that are physically mm. present but can't be seen by anyone they can be seen. these charred rolled exactly. up scrolls. yeah This includes parchment in medieval bookbinding sets in which later writing is obscured a layer beneath. cartonage in which scraps of old papyrus were used to make ancient Egyptian mummy cases and masks. So there are all these things that it could be applied to. So it says, for now, all eyes are on the Vesuvius challenge. The deadline for the grand prize is the 31st of December. So this is to be able to to translate passages of text, not just a sentence or a couple of words. So Seals describes the mood as unbridled optimism. Farata, for one, has already run his models on other segments of the scroll and is seeing many more characters appear. So really fascinating wow. stuff, Lido. What do you think about that? Oh, that, is, that is mind-blowing. Mm.
2: Again, once again, you know, Roman concrete. Look oh, at us like go. Ancient Rome, to huh? You, I know. It's fascinating. I don't know, it's ended up... Um, these machines that can read scrolls that have been, like, thousands of years, <laughs> very, yeah. very old scrolls, thousands and of years, able yeah. to scan it and through it to see the yeah. um, the, the writings. I, I just, and then the AI tries to fill in the gaps, right? To it's fill in the gaps. Run, yeah. Yep. You know, that's... Yeah, could you know, a good you, word. Exactly. You, you, you can imagine if you could do it and you write something on a piece of paper, roll that up into you know, as it is, and then yeah. this machine can just go right through. You know, by the naked eye, it's yeah. all jumbles. Yes. Yeah. And this is unbelievable. Man. Unbelievable. That's, and reading these ancient scrolls from that time, it'll be will open our minds and our thinking of the Roman
1: and not only Roman, but maybe uh, the civilizations even, too, exactly. Ro- other, other civilizations, yeah. yeah. Egypt. Medieval exactly. civilization, uh, yes. yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, you know,
2: Exactly, you know, yeah. all those traders who went to other countries yeah. and other other parts of the world. Yeah, maybe you know, earlier Bible <laughs> fragments if they're found. That, oh yeah. my goodness yeah. me, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, that'd be crazy. That's I'm great, just, yeah. yeah, that's just a
1: great. Yeah. that's great. I can't now, wait to see more movies, yeah. This would normally be the end of the science segment. However, I'm extending it a little bit, and we'll, we will to have the instant okay. segment today because we have some listener feedback. And that's a question, and I want to try and answer this question. Again, I, I've, I'm not an expert in these things. However, this person has taken the time to ask a question, and I want to honor it. So I did a bit of research to try and help. So last, okay. last episode when we were talking about the science of AI, again, trying mm, to mm. use evidence to decide if dinosaurs were wiped out by volcanoes by this. Or, okay. or if they were wiped out by the asteroid, which one was it? Now, the, mm. I think from memory, I think the volcanoes was the deciding factor by the AI. Although mm. when the scientists came to the conclusion that it's what you feed the, the AI that will determine that mm. if you left out a piece of important information, it, the AI might not be able to come to an accurate conclusion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how reliable is what you... So they were using, I think it was ice cores with air air molecules from earlier times and so on, prehistoric times. Yep. The question was on YouTube. And it came from Diego Cervantes, who said, would a large asteroid, a large enough asteroid trigger volcanoes? And therefore, it could be both. I'd never heard of this idea. And I thought that was really amazing. Oh, no. Fascinating. Yeah. So, so, yeah, mm, absolutely. Mm, it does. So I did a, bit yeah. of, did a bit of searching online and there were different websites. And I wanted to ensure that I found something that was reputable to answer this question, not just a, here it is, no evidence. <laughs> now, we could do a whole science topic on this. I'm only going to do the short version. And and then Diego and anyone else who's interested, I've put a link to this article, which will provide some insight into the answer to that question. So the question is, could it be possible that the asteroid from Chichilub, the Chichilub impact from six million years ago, could that have triggered the volcanoes in the Deccan traps, which are now which we uh, call which we now know as modern day India? We talked about this last episode. Mm. US and Indian scientists found that the best date for the Chichilub impact is sixty two million years ago. And that is within the 50,000 year range of the peak eruption of the Deccan Traps. So when the Deccan Traps were the most volatile, and we know that these volcanoes went for, for millions of years, as we talked about last mm. episode. Mm. So they say, meaning that the impact and the ramp up in volcanism were essentially simultaneous. So the first thing that scientists say is the two things happened around the same time, essentially, that the impacts yep. from Chijalube yep. and the volcanoes were essentially simultaneous, going by historical standards. Wow. So, yeah. okay. so that's the first thing, right? First bit of evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes on to say, together, these observations of the Earth... So they observed the Earth's crust, all right? So looking at the Earth's crust and taking evidence from there and so on. So observations of the Earth's crust suggest a global pulse of volcanic input at the time of cre- the Cretaceous mass extinction, driven by the shockwave of the Chicholube impact. So mm, it's entirely possible that, that the is possible. Yeah, the asteroid, the asteroid impacted the Earth. It was yes. a massive impact, causing yes. a shockwave through the Earth's crust, and and triggering or enhancing at least the volcanic activity of the Deccan traps. And we know that the volcanoes cause things like what is it? Oh. An increase in greenhouse gases and toxic gas and so gases. On combined yes. with the work of the asteroid that would have done a really good job in wiping out the dinosaurs. But dinosaurs. It, it is, yeah. it's not impossible to say that, that the volcanic activity was triggered by the, by asteroid, the asteroid. It's entirely possible it, to believe yes. that's the case. It says here exactly yes. how this yeah. perfect storm of natural disasters, an asteroid collision and increased volcanic activity, drove the mass extinction of life on Earth is unclear. Now, this was written in 2019, so probably it's a little bit clearer now. However, it says, mm. as, as a, the science paper, so this is, I should have mentioned, this is an article from the conversation. So it linked in our show notes. And they're going for a, a paper that was that was produced. The first author of this um, paper, Courtney Sprain, a former UC Berkeley doctoral student and now at the University of Liverpool, UK, puts it either the Deccan eruptions did not play a role, which we think is unlikely. Or a lot of climate-modifying gases were erupted during the lowest volume pulse of the eruptions, and as I said, that the article is saying that it's entirely possible that those eruptions were triggered by the Chichalube asteroid. Asteroid. asteroid.
0: So yeah, okay That sort of makes sense.
1: Stuff, isn't it? Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's totally that totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the Starquest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com slash science, and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com slash oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give, make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Stargate. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash stargate.